are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening? Welcome to the Locked On Pistons podcast, your episode for Friday, March the 19th, and March Madness and a couple of Pistons games. This is your boy Matt Shook, the host of the Locked On Pistons podcast, a sports writer here in Detroit City covering sports gambling for PlayMichigan.com, a Pistons fan and follower my whole life, just like you guys, and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. And I'm Brother Brian, and is this St. Patrick's Day? Do we ever figure that out? I think it is. I think we've finally gotten to St. Patrick's Day, so happy St. Patty's Day to the listeners as far as we know. So let's roll with that today. I bet you, I hope you're wearing your green to school, to work, wherever you go, maybe to your uh, the place where you work from home, whatever. But a uh, lot to get to today, so let's get right to it. The Pistons, couple of games this weekend. Familiar face making his first game against the Pistons. He was out with an injury last time. He's back, Christian Wood, in town in Detroit. Or, I'm sorry, he's uh, in, in Houston, the, the game on the road tonight. And then uh, the Bulls on Sunday. The Pistons taking on Chicago on Sunday. And then the NCAA tournament, of course, is the big talk of the, the basketball world this weekend. And we're going to give you some draft things to watch as we record this during Michigan State-UCLA. The Spartans up 11 late in the first half. Looking pretty good, so hopefully your green friends with your green St. Paddy's Day shirts on are happy that the the Michigan State Spartans made the 64-team second round going forward. Give me a follow on Twitter at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore for that. Also the Locked on Pistons Twitter account. And check us out on Facebook at Locked on Pistons dash Matt Shook. Give Brother Brian a follow at bshook12 on Twitter and also the Play Michigan under account. That's play underscore Michigan. I think we did our week of suspension of not bringing up that. So we're back. Give us a follow. We're over 1,000, so we're real happy about that. But, Brian, what is happening, man? Happy St. Paddy's Day, of course. Yeah, right. It was <laughs> it was actually on Wednesday, and we know oh, that. Okay. And it was a great time. And okay. uh, it had, it had my shot at Jameson. Mm-hmm. So all is right with the world. Uh, how, how did you spend St. Patrick's Day? You know, I actually uh, stopped by uh, the bar on Tuesday night, so I didn't uh, have the stomach for, for Wednesday night, St. Patty's Day. So I don't think I left the apartment, one of those cold Michigan March days. So very, very festive uh, St. Patty's Day here in downtown Detroit. But uh, speaking of uh, Christian Wood, uh, coming to play his old team, he missed a whole bunch of games, and the Rockets, if you have not noticed, <laughs> have fallen off of a cliff. I guess they've taken off, but the Rocket took off down into the ground as opposed to up into the air. It is rough times for Steven Silas and the boys right now. Yeah, and the 11-29 and 29 Pistons may be kind of a revelation for them to kind of round up a, a win, a team that they beat earlier this year. I. Uh, Like you said, the Houston Rockets are on a franchise-long losing streak of 18 games right now. So the Pistons are getting them at just the right time. Christian Wood uh, is coming back for a second game here. He did score 21 uh, just the other night uh, in his return. But 
you know, the other story of this game is the injury list for uh, both teams, really. Uh, the Pistons will be out. The usual suspects, Killian Hayes, still working on, uh, on, on his way back. Julio Okafor and uh, Hamadou Diallo still waiting to play his first game with the Pistons. But you can also add Wayne Ellington and Rodney McGruder uh, are both going to be out tonight as well for the Pistons. And that is on top of the Houston Rockets, which it just, that list always seems long. Every injury report that comes out. But you've got Dante Exum. Eric Gordon, Ben McLemore, David Nwaba, P.J. Tucker, John Wall. Uh, McLemore and Wall are questionable. The others are all out. Uh, you know, they did get just get Christian Wood back, so maybe that'll be a little bit of an energizing uh, factor for them. But, yeah, it has not been good for Houston over the last, you know, month and a half. Yeah, they fall off, they fall off a cliff completely, but it's a team that's rebuilding right now. They made the P.J. Chuck Tucker trade the other day, complicated one. With Milwaukee, if you want to go ahead and complicate yourself, just look at the list of outgoing and ingoing picks that the Rockets have <laughs> over the next few years on Real GM or one of those sites. So check that out. Uh, Tyler Cook, the ten-day guy, uh, officially signed his contract the, today on uh, on Thursday as we tape this. So he could be available with all the Pistons injuries there. So some interesting stuff to see. But of course, the big story. Is uh, it was Christian Wood in his his first game against the Pistons. These teams played without Wood on the court at LCA earlier this season. So, of course, you're going to get some of the Christian Wood folks in, in Pistons land ruining the day that they let him walk. But we know that as a sign and trade deal, that if uh, it wasn't apples and apples, it wasn't that Troy Weaver could have offered the exact amount of money, and that Christian Wood would have definitely signed it. He was an unrestricted free agent, so he could have done whatever he wanted to. Now, there wasn't a lot of money out there, and the reason he was able to get the money that he got, $14 million or so, was in part because the Pistons did do that sign-and-trade. So there is – we don't know. We can't get inside Christian Wood's head, but we can kind of analyze how this is going. We can look at his age. I mean, even though he's new to the NBA, he's not as young as you might think a guy with his lack of NBA experience is. But we also know how talented he is, the numbers he's putting up, when he's been healthy, which has not been the case for a lot of this season, uh, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a very good player, and, and he's got a chance to be an all-star level player down the road. He's already 25 right now. Uh, I'd love to be 25 again, but that's not as young as a lot of the NBA prospects out there that you want to be focusing on. He's scoring 22 points a game right now um, and getting it done for 42% from three. But timeline, trajectory, culture, defense, I mean, all these kind of things that we talk about that are going well and going in a positive direction for the Pistons right now, despite the standings, this would not kind of jibe with the good things that Christian Wood brings and maybe some of the downside that he brings as well. I didn't know you spoke jive, but uh, yeah, jive. (laughs) Jive. Oh, okay. I, I, I agree with Christian Wood. He's extremely talented player. Uh, like you said, 22 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, he's kind of been, you know, what, he's missed about half the season, but the games he's been, he's been, uh, you know, Houston's, you know, primary option ever since they traded James Harden. Uh, Oladipo is out the other night. He'll be back. So we'll see, you know, those two together for the first time uh, in over a month, you know, over half a season. But you're right. Everything about the Christian Wood uh, and Troy Weaver, Dwayne Casey, Detroit Piston marriage just seems a little off. And, you know, from the Piston side, maybe he isn't, uh, you know, a perfect culture fit 
or somebody that they, you know, see, like you said, with the timetable matching up to when they want to be competitive again. And then from Christian Wood's standpoint, I know he went down to Houston to win. That doesn't seem to be materializing uh, very much for him down there, but Detroit was also not going to win as well. I mean, they're one of, you know, the two teams that are worse than the Houston Rockets right now. So he, he, he was aggressive with his career and he got the bag so that you can't fault him for that. Uh, but yeah, I, all these people who keep ruining the day that Christian Wood left town, I, I think it was as mutual as these things can be. I don't think Christian would necessarily wanted to be here playing for Coach Casey again. And I don't know that he's the type of player that is going to meld well with a Troy Weaver constructed team. And we know that Troy Weaver, one of the things that he's looking for that he coveted this year, obviously, and he's never said it or didn't come out saying it earlier, but he wanted a clean slate for this roster. I mean, that's obvious at this point. Seku's the only one left from last year's team. So, you know, whatever old feelings were around, whatever old – not that – no, there was no cancerous locker room with the Pistons before, but it was a little bit of a losing culture. And, you know, losses didn't quite matter that much, and uh, it just – and that's natural over a decade of losing. So I think that uh, rightfully so, there is some – uh, some utility in bringing in all new guys. And, and we're seeing a different culture shift, and we'll see if it works out years down the road. But it, it seems to be headed in the right direction. I did want to touch on the pick swaps because, or the pick situation a little bit because it is important for the Houston Rockets and the Pistons the rest of the season. The Rockets have a they have their own pick only if it's uh, top four. So it's top four protected. So that's the lottery. They have to win the lottery and get into that top four to keep their pick this year. They know how important it is to get one of those top guys. So they want to be in that bottom three of the NBA this year so that they have a 52.1% chance of winning one of those top four picks. If they lose their pick because there's a complicated pick swap between Oklahoma City and them and the Miami Heat's first-round pick is also involved. So if they don't get that pick protected in the top four, they will get swapped out of it and will get the lesser of Oklahoma City, Miami, and their pick. Now there's also the Brooklyn pick that they'll be getting from the uh, Brooklyn from the James Harden trade. And don't forget, they also have the Pistons' first-round pick. Now that they won't get that because the Pistons is it's protected 1 through 16. And unless the Pistons go on some sort of crazy run in this next second the rest of the season, they will be picking in the top 16, and that will be protected. But the Houston also has Portland's first-round pick. They moved around the Milwaukee protections as well. They, they should have three first-round picks, but they're all going to be very low going into next season unless they get that top four pick. So a lot of complications for the Rockets. They'll figure it out. I don't know. I kind of already lost track of what's going on. But long story short, both these teams have lottery odds, incentives in losing this game. And the Pistons, as we know, even if they don't have the lot, they also have the lottery odds incentives, but also being as low as possible in the standings to get uh, as high a pick as possible, even if you don't win the lottery. So this is a game where it's too early to say that the injury situation has to do with a complete tank. I think these are veteran guys that need some rest. Ellington's probably on the move, so maybe we've seen the last of him as a Detroit Piston. But uh, it's not not tanking also with some of these injuries. It's there's it's the time of year where it's like, okay, you're a little bit dinged up, Roddy Magruder. You're playing kind of well lately. 
maybe we'll sit you out this one and give you that extra game or so to get right going forward. We'll give Tyler Cook a look and kind of kill two birds with one stone. So, again, not saying these teams are going to be going out there trying to lose and bricking free throws at the end of the game, but there's the organizational lookings, and you can kind of see what's happening here, and it's going to get worse. These injury lists are going to get longer and longer for teams like the Pistons and the Rockets the rest of the season, and guys will get waived, guys will get traded, and uh, and here we are uh, this weekend looking ahead to some, some great NBA basketball, but at least you got the Woods subplot to make it watchable tonight. And here's something you don't see very often. The team on an 18-game losing streak is a one-and-a-half-point favorite uh, <laughs> for that game. The game number hasn't opened yet. We did so follow it. Follow us locked on Twitter uh, to get the info on that. The game will tip off at 8 o'clock tonight in Houston. Uh, it will be on Fox Sports Detroit and 97.1 the ticket. Only a few more games on the Fox Sports Detroit before we switch over to Bally Sports Detroit. But up next, Sunday's game, the Chicago Bulls. I've got some thoughts on AK versus Troy Weaver and the different approaches of this past offseason. Not that kind of AK. The, don't, uh, don't get me confused. It's, uh, it's the, uh, the new Bulls president. But that's coming up next here on the Locked on Pistons podcast. But first. Brother Brian here. And while well, you can guess, this weekend is a big weekend for sports gambling. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college, basketball for sure, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website and use your or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport, with the help of our local experts, follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast. Brother Brian, joined by me, the host, Matt Shook, of the Locked On Pistons podcast. A huge weekend for basketball fans everywhere. It's March Madness. I'm a little more excited during March Madness time. Uh, it's like a little bit of the luster out with this COVID year, but we got Michigan and we got Michigan State in the tournament. So good times ahead for sports fans, which is you know, the, the four major teams have not been getting it done, so nice to have these college basketball programs here in town. But moving on with the Pistons on Sunday, a team that you look in the mirror and you squint a little bit and you see a young team in the Eastern Conference, you might say, is this what we are going to look like in a couple years here with some good young talented players, some decent draft picks? Uh, hopefully the, the, the pie in the sky is a little bit higher than the middle of the pack in the Eastern Conference like the Bulls are. But a lot of talent coming to town on Sunday evening. Yeah, and the Pistons, you know, would be well served to kind of make some steps that the Chicago Bulls had because they're eighteen and twenty-one right now. They do have a game tonight against Denver uh, that will uh, update that record. But right now, they're the ninth seed in the East, so they're really knocking on the door of that play-in tournament. So you know, they're one of the teams that's probably playing roughly about where you'd expect right now, and they seem to be making jumps every year as this young core gets better and better. And that's they're led by Zach Levine, who's really turned into, you know, a, a really, really solid all-star, uh, you know, better than a solid player from somebody who was obviously before that known for, you know, the amazing dunks. But he's averaging 28 points a game, five rebounds, 
five assists, and just the amount of tools he's been able to add to his toolbox over just the last two or three years is is really a testament to, uh, you know, obviously his work ethic, the type of player he wants to become, and where he sees himself going uh, for the rest of his NBA career. Yeah, he's been outstanding this year. He's going to be a free agent after next season, but this will be the summer that he can uh, re-sign. So you would think that he's going to get the max contract there. He deserves it. And um, as long as he stays healthy, that should be a, a nice little signing. I mean, it's good to have guys on max contracts as long as they don't get injured. You know, like Blake Griffin did was a little bit different of a situation. Ended up, Zach Levine does have injury history as well. So anytime you risk, uh, you make that kind of signing of that kind of money, you are running that risk. But it's not just Zach. I mean, these these – this is a Bulls team that hasn't had like a, a, a swing and a miss in a draft, and they've been picking in the bottom half of the single digits for a long time now uh, that the joke that the Pistons always pick number seven. Well, the Bulls like literally have been picking number seven for the past several years. And again, no swings and misses, but none that are just completely driven out of the park so far. So here they sit kind of in the – what should be the advanced stages of a rebuild that's this should be turning a corner and they are turning a corner, but not as convincingly as you might hope with all these guys under value rookie contracts, plus Levine who's having a breakout season. And it's just not quite where you'd hope it would be. If you're the Pistons looking ahead at this team two, three years from now and thinking this could be us someday. Yeah, but somebody I was impressed with uh, the in the game earlier this month, or actually almost in February back, but a couple weeks ago uh, when we when Detroit visited tr- uh, Chicago was Kobe White, uh, somebody who just kind of really methodically was just in tune with the game, was making big buckets. He obviously hit the back-breaking three that kind of clinched the game uh, for Chicago in that one. Uh, but Kobe White's averaging you know, 15.5 points a game, five rebounds, five assists, just really turning into a complete point guard. Thaddeus Young had some moments against Detroit off the bench uh, in that game. Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, really shined against Detroit, definitely down low. He's averaging eight rebounds a game. And then they've got a couple of pieces coming back that Detroit didn't have to worry about last time and Laurie Markin and Otto Porter Jr., uh, both guys who can score a ton of points uh, and, you know, are dangerous. And don't forget about Patrick Williams. You're talking about those draft picks. They actually drafted higher than seven last year and uh, decided to what some, a lot of people, re, you know, we're talking about reaching somebody who was popular here in Detroit uh, leading up to the draft was Patrick Williams. And he's shown some flashes and he's right at that double digit mark averaging in points his rookie year. Yeah. More parallels with this team and the Pistons is that they, Cut bait with the the the, the coaching staff and the front office this past offseason and pretty much brought everything. Now that said, like the Pistons, they did John Paxson still there, like Arn Tellum and Ed Stefanski. They kind of moved him up to a lesser personnel type of role. They also brought in Doug Collins at the end of last season to be kind of a consultant, and he's still there too. So speaking about cooks in the kitchen. Plenty of them there in Chicago, but the Reinsdorfs brought in AK, Arturis Karnasovas, and he's the president of basketball operations, comes over from Denver, and maybe I didn't pronounce his name so so perfectly, but who knows. But AK is what we'll call him. But he not only is kind of in charge of the front office, but he also brought in a general manager in Mark Eversley. And the Bulls moved very quickly this past offseason. They also brought in Billy Donovan from the Thunder, and Mo Cheeks is their number one assistant as well, former Pistons coach right there too, and Doug Collins, of course, a former Pistons coach. So familiar faces everywhere. But Eversley, they moved very quickly to get AK in here. They moved very quickly to get Eversley in here. And I remember before Troy Weaver was hired, 
some texts with some other Pistons fans and Pistons insiders that were like, man, the Pistons might have blew it in not getting Mark Eversley in here from Philadelphia. Now, of course, they got their man, and everything seems pretty good on both sides. But the Bulls did the opposite of Weaver, where Weaver came in and changed everything. The Bulls front office is taking that patient approach, figuring out what they have, didn't make any big trades, seeing how these guys can kind of work together. And it's a different situation. It's not apples and apples because the Pistons didn't have a very good young core when Troy Weaver came in here. Now the pieces on the Bulls, not outstanding uh, collectively, but each individual piece had more value than Bruce Brown and Luke Kennard and guys like that. So they're, they're I think they're doing a the smart thing. They're sitting back. They're seeing what's up. But – Will some of these guys get moved this week is a real question. Uh, there's no guarantees about it. Thad Young as a veteran could help out a good team. Laurie Markkinen could be a guy that someone sees as a not a reclamation project. That's selling him a little bit short, but some value and uh, didn't hasn't been healthy, hasn't lived up to the expectations and the promise that he showed a, as a rookie as well. So there's a potential for the Bulls to be making some big moves up till Thursday's trade deadline. And uh, talking about how Wayne Ellington might have played his last game as a Piston, some of these Bulls might be playing their last game as a as a Chicago Bull as well. Yeah, and that game's going to tip at 7 o'clock on Sunday night. If you're not, you had your plate full of basketball all uh, all weekend with the NCAA tournament, that'll be Sunday at 7 o'clock. It tips off from the Little Caesars Arena, Fox Sports Detroit, 97.1 the ticket. Uh, again, it's going to be a great weekend of basketball. This is kind of cap it off. Well, I'm kind of interested. This is the first year. I don't know if they kind of copied the women's tournament by playing Friday to Monday. So that Monday day uh, with a lot of basketball is going to be an interesting and, and first time we've done that in, in forever for the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I think they wanted to give the teams that were coming to Indianapolis a couple of days to, to quarantine. But, yeah, I think that it's one of those situations where you might like it. You might see how the ratings go. I don't know that Thursday and the Friday, I don't know a lot of people that take both days of work off. You might pick one or the other, but now you can kind of take the Friday off or blow off work that day. And then Monday, you're mostly talking about after work type of games because it's it's less games. So you can kind of stack most of those later on in the day. So more opportunities to people watch because we all know that all these decisions are based basically on money. So uh, whatever works best for the NCAA uh, is going to be what happens. And that is what we'll talk about next. What's going on this weekend in March Madness? Who to watch? Who do I like? Who does Brother Brian like? That's coming up next year on the Lockdown Pistons podcast, which is a proud member of the Lockdown Network, your team every day. But first, and you know I got to tell you about rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet for your ride. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and the prices that you prefer. The best of all, it's those prices at rockauto.com. They're always reliably low and the same for the pros as the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We have been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built 
Bar Madness. It's not quite as exciting as March Madness, the NCAA tournament, but it's a close second. Built Bar Madness deciding which the best Built Bar is. Today's matchup is Salted Caramel against Cookie Dough Crunch. To me, this is a blowout. This is Cookie Dough Crunch moving on to the next round. Let's move on. Let's move on with our lives, and let's get into matters that are more important and more debatable than Salted Caramel and Cookie Dough Crunch. Cookie Dough Crunch might be headed to the Final Four. Get him in the enticing eight. Vote for him right now. I'm telling you, you're, you're making a smart decision. Go to BuiltBar.com or to Bar underscore Built on Twitter. Get your vote on. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. When you need fantasy basketball advice, it's important that you have a reliable source. More people trust Josh Lloyd, host of Locked On Fantasy Basketball, than any other fantasy basketball podcast. Follow the number one fantasy basketball podcast, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, wherever you get your podcasts. Matt Shook, joined by Brother Brian, as we are on Friday all the time. And Brian, I know we talked about the Pistons. It is important. It is what this show is about. But this weekend is all about the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and, you know, as Pistons fans, we're always interested in what's going on with some of the top prospects that we may be hearing the Pistons call. And there's going to be a lot of them going, you know, in action this weekend. Uh, some names we know of, certainly. Some names that if you've been listening to the show, uh, you've been exposed to and watching. But right at the beginning tomorrow, uh, the second game to tip off is number three, or three seed, third seed Arkansas versus 14th seed at Colgate. You're going to see Moses Moody, somebody who's uh, kind of banged heads with with Cade Cunningham a couple times this year kind of went toe-to-toe to him uh one game that we had you guys watch uh, he's going to be uh, a potential probably a little bit later in the lottery hopefully hopefully the Pistons aren't worrying about him necessarily but he's going to be a lottery talent and a lot can happen between now and the draft and then just a little bit later at 330 the first or the actually the second number one seed to tip off is going to be Baylor and they've got James Butler and he's another guy that is going to be you know in the in the lottery so it's something you can kind of keep an eye on, see if you like him, see if he maybe moves up your board a little bit higher uh, than some of the national pundits have. And then with Tennessee, you've got uh, a couple of freshman guards there with Jaden Springer and Keon Johnson, uh, you know, leading the way with them. That's a fun team to watch. If you are going to watch that game, that's at 4.30 on TNT. Check out Eve Pons. He's one of my favorite. Be kind of a second-round pick. Uh, potentially for the Pistons who have a couple of those. So somebody, maybe you want to familiarize yourself getting into the later and back part of the draft. Uh, And then right after that at 625 on TBS is Oklahoma State. And we all know Cade Cunningham. He's the presumptive number one pick right now. And every time I kind of get away from watching him and maybe take a couple weeks and not see him, I start creeping. I'm like, maybe Cade's not the guy. Maybe there's somebody else out there. But then you kind of go back to Oak State and there's just a couple of things, you know, if it's not the whole game, it's a couple of things that you see from him that really make you go like, oh, okay, this is why this guy is the guy. Uh, But I'd really like to see him make kind of a run here. He doesn't really have a signature college moment. He's not dominating the college game that maybe you think a six foot eight point guard that's being labeled a generational talent should 
but here's his opportunity. It's the biggest stage he's going to have in his, you know, most likely one and done year uh, at Oklahoma State. So this is going to be his chance to make a mark on the NCAA. And then, you know, that kind of wraps up Friday with a lot of the big, big lottery talents and takes us into Saturday. Uh, where you're going to start away with Florida State on 1245. Again, the second game to tip off that day, taking on UNC Greensboro. Scotty Barnes is a name that's been flying up some draft lists. He's now getting into that 6, 7, 8 range I've seen. Uh, and then, of course, Michigan going to tip off at 3 o'clock on CBS. you got Franz Wagner. Again, later lottery, uh, back end of the first round, but it's a local guy and somebody hopefully we're all rooting for. Uh, and then going down at 4.30 on TNT, number uh, six-seeded uh, USC uh, Trojans are going to be taking on Drake and Evan Mobley. He's kind of been... You know, just kind of taking the pulse of Pistons Twitter and Pistons fandom. His name kind of keeps gaining steam as the clear-cut kind of second, uh, you know, potential second pick behind Cade Cunningham. And again, that's it, it's a name that would kind of shock a lot of people if the drafter tomorrow and Troy Weaver chose Evan Mobley over Cade Cunningham. But I don't necessarily know that that's a wrong decision at this point. Uh, and then at 7-10 on CBS, UConn's going to be taking on Maryland. You're going to get a chance to see James Booknight uh, go for them. Another guy who's kind of moved up draft boards, getting into that 6-7 range. So, again, hopefully it's outside of where the Pistons' purview is, but if he can keep improving and moving up the board, he will get in the discussion with uh, the Pistons' pick. And then rounding out the weekend, as far as draft prospects go, the final number one seed to tip off on Saturday night at 9:20 is Gonzaga, and you've got Jalen Suggs. Uh, you know, probably the third college player in that group of five that everybody kind of circles as being the top tier of talent in this draft. And you've also got Cody Kispert, somebody who has kind of leaked into some of the uh, mock drafts into the lottery, but most likely at the back end of the lottery or back end of the first round. Yeah, I love the breakdown, and we've talked so much about these top five guys, Cunningham, Mobley, Suggs, Jalen Green, Jonathan Kamingo of the G League Select team. But with March, this is a chance for the next tier of guys to get not into the top five, but right at number six, right at number seven, right at number eight. You're right. Scotty Barnes, James Booknight, Corey Kispert, these guys have moved up throughout this entire college season, but this is their chance to move up even further. And really, if you're a Pistons fan, and the Pistons are the second-worst team in the league, third-worst team in the league, you might have to settle for a choice between James Booknight and Jalen Johnson, who's not playing with Duke. Uh, Duke and or him are not playing. Oh, right. Scotty Barnes, Keon Johnson, uh, you know, there's guy M- M- Moses Moody, Franz Wagner, who knows? There's guys out there that can make real moves in March. Uh, fan bases get behind it. Momentum goes and this year has been so unusual in college basketball. Scouts aren't getting to as many games. It's going to be a bit of a crapshoot in that 6-20 to 20 range of this draft. Uh, the good scouts will, will kind of show their medal. The good front officers will show their medal. But uh, this is a real chance for the Scotty Barneses, the Moses Moody's, uh, go on down the list. Butler at, uh, at Baylor, who's a two-time All-American now. So there's a chance for these guys to move up and uh, – find your guy, see who you like, and you know that Troy Weaver's not just going to settle for that just that one pick. He's got two second-round picks right now. He might be trading stuff down the future to get more first-round picks. Uh, if you fall in love with a guy, maybe Troy Weaver will find a way to get his hands on him at the draft 
in a couple short months away from now. But that'll do it for this edition of Locked on Pistons. I'm your host, Matt Shook. He is Brother Brian. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on Spartans. Celebrate what looks like to victory in the first four with Will and Matt. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you guys on Monday. Go Blue! Thank <laughs> you.